So this episode is going to be specifically talking to all of my introverts out there. And again, I'm doing a podcast. It's a very non-introverted thing. You know, neither is speaking in front of groups of people or, you know, doing doing a lot of the things that I specifically do, right? Um, but I really wanted to, to have this conversation mainly because there's a lot of other individuals that are introverts like myself that really feel like they're kind of stuck in their box or, you know, stuck that they can't really be able to uh, achieve the things that they want to. And, you know, because being an, an introvert holds them back. So that's what I want to talk about today. Learning how to grow your business, that is your job. Being the one to do everything in your business, however, is not. Welcome to That's Not My Job, an introvert's guide to building a business beyond yourself. I think one of the best ways to go into, you know, identifying how you as an introvert are able to accomplish some really amazing things is really by the story of how myself and my business partner Pace Morby came together. And if you're anything like me and you're ambitious, you want to achieve big things, you want to accomplish, you know, really great things in this life, there's things that you start to view online. You know, you're on YouTube, you're watching different YouTubers, you're reading the books. And, you know, what do all of these, uh, you know, YouTubers and these content creator influencers say? You got to be a closer. You know, I'm the best closer. You got to be a, amazing at, uh, you know, sales. You have to be great at influencing people and, and doing all of those things. And so, you know, I thought, even though um, I didn't necessarily ever love doing sales, that I, just had to overcome that and you know really think well Cody you're just never going to be successful if you're not a great salesperson and so that was a belief that I had going through a lot of my 20s and you know I'm 29 now and I couldn't tell you that's further from the truth and it's really about identifying what your specific strengths are and leaning into those and so here's a story of you know how you know Pace and I met and and came together and started doing business and this kind of leads into a better understanding of how you can collaborate with other people so that you can do what you do best and in in really lean into the skills that you have and then identify other people that can help you in the areas that you may not be as strong in. And so when Pace and I met, you know, I was listening to him on a podcast just like you know, you're listening to me on this podcast right now. And he was talking about being an amazing closer, a great salesperson, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this guy's doing tons of deals. He's really successful already in his business. This is amazing. And for me, I was generating lots of leads in my real estate business at the time. And I, I had a pretty organized system. And you know, I could really run transaction coordination in an organized way. And I could sell these you know, uh, real estate deals pretty effectively as well. And, uh, but what I didn't like to do was sales. I didn't want to talk to the sellers or more more so negotiate and go through trying to you know get a deal under contract anyway. And so listening to Pace on this podcast, I was I was like, man, like I, if I could just learn to be as good at sales as he is, I would I would just freaking crush it. Because at the time, I thought I just needed to be as good as he was at sales. I didn't know what I know now, which is I I didn't ever need to be that, but at the time I didn't know. And sometimes what we don't know that we don't even know is what's holding us back from where we want to go. And so essentially what happened was 
I reached out to Pace. And in this conversation, I literally texted him because he gave out his phone number on the podcast. Um, I probably won't ever do that on this podcast. But you know, you can go follow me on Instagram, Cody Barton official and, you know, shoot me DMs on there. I'm pretty responsive um, on there. But uh, he gave out his phone number. And so the way that I decided to reach out to him was I realized, look, this is a high value guy. Um, He's doing great things. He probably has tons of people asking him to pick their brain, you know, to pick his brain and, you know, not really bringing any value. And so I thought, how do I differentiate myself from other people that are wanting to, you know, steal this guy's time? And so what I did is I, you know, I got out my phone, I texted him. I'm like, what do I have to offer him? And so I thought, well, I'm generating a lot of leads and I'm getting deals. Like I'm doing business. I'm already successful. It's just I'm not at the level of success that I want to be at. And so I I texted him this. I'm like, hey, Pace, my name's Cody Barton. I saw you on, you know, so-and-so's podcast. And it seems like you're an amazing closer and you're, you know, you're getting lots of deals. And, you know, I wanted to reach out to you to say, I'm generating a lot of leads in my business. But I'm you know, not closing them at the rate that I would like to. And so I wanted to offer this to you. What if I just brought you leads? Like I would just brought the hot leads that I'm working in my business to you. And then you were able to you know, negotiate with the seller, close the deal. And then actually we sell the deal off and you keep 100% of the money on the deal. But in exchange, what I want to do is I want to be able to listen to those conversations, record those conversations. I want to be able to watch you when we go and meet the seller in person so I could learn and improve my skills. And he's, you know, he texts me back. He's like, let's do it. And so, you know, we ended up meeting up and, you know, the went for lunch and kind of talked through like what we're working on. And, you know, uh, a couple of weeks went by from there and we ended up meeting up in person. And he's like, all right, who are these leads? And so I pull up my, you know, my uh, CRM that I'm using to manage my leads. And I'm like, Desiree, this is the first one that, you know, I think there's an opportunity here. She's like, all right, call her, call her. So call her up. Basically, you know, hey, I have my partner here, da, 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 you know, hand the phone over to Pace, you know, basically within less than seven days, we have that deal under contract. And in less than, you know, really four weeks, we had almost five, I think we had four or five deals under contract. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is freaking crazy. Because on my own, I was only getting usually one to two contracts on a monthly basis that were closing. And I'm like, I'm generating the same amount of leads. And within four weeks, we have four or five contracts. And I'm like, we literally doubled what we were doing within, you know, not changing anything besides just having him be the one that's talking to these homeowners once I generated the lead. And so the interesting thing was, you know, I, once we got the first deal, he's like, hey, you know, we got this deal done, but um, I don't want to take all the money. I think we should just split it 50-50. And I'm like, Perfect. Sounds good to me. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. I, but, but here's the lesson, and that is, I was willing to spend my money, my time, my energy generating the lead, giving it to him, and allowing him to make 100% of the money. Now, why would I do that? Because of the education that I would be able to get, learning in that process was more valuable than that one deal or those two or three deals. It was I was going to get the education to grow my skill set. And so 
you know, just uh, taking a stop at this point and just realizing like, especially if you're newer in your business journey or, you know, maybe you're already uh, successful and you're wondering why you, you're not achieving, you know, higher levels of success, or maybe you're not able to get yourself around other high achievers. And this is one of the ways that I've always focused on doing it is what is the value that I could bring them? And that's what I'm going to lead with first. I want to be a go-giver and not just be a taker. People that ask, let me pick your brain. People that ask, can I take you to lunch? People don't want to do that, especially successful people. Successful people are busy. I'm busy. I can buy my own lunch. Pace could buy his own freaking $20 lunch. So that we can buy our own coffee. So my suggestion would be, don't ask people to pick their brain. Don't ask them to buy them lunch. Don't ask them to buy them a coffee because they can buy their own coffee, their own lunch. What you should do instead is identify what is it that you have to bring of value and lead with that and not ask for something crazy in exchange. Because there's, there's you know, within that conversation, like notice I said, I did want something in exchange. It was I wanted to learn but I was bringing significantly more value than I was asking for. I wasn't asking, can I just go and watch you do what you're doing in your business and bring you no value? I was, let me give you leads and free money. And in exchange, just let me listen to what you're doing to make that money that I'm handing over to you, right? So that that's a, one of the common things that I see a lot of times, especially when people are newer in business, is they come from this place of scarcity or from this place of you know entitlement of just because you are in the same business, it entitles you to be able to go and you know just pull information out of people that have spent years and blood, sweat, and tears uh, accomplishing what they've accomplished. And so leading with value is always going to be super helpful um, in getting you to where you want to go. But again, you know, this conversation is, is really for, you know, again, like me being an introvert, I didn't like doing sales. I felt like I hit, I won the lottery in this situation. I was like, oh my gosh, like I get to do what I like to do. I get to generate the lead. I get to just follow up with them. Like I didn't have to sell them. I just had to tee up the conversation, qualify them and then pass the baton. Here you go, Pace. He would, you know, actually have the negotiation from that point, get the deal done. And so it was such an amazing win-win situation. And so that's something that you can identify as if you're, if you're an introvert and you may have different skills, like, you know, maybe you're an engineer or maybe you're, you know, in software and you know how to write code. Like there's a lot of different skills that you might be able to have. And so I think it's really identifying the gaps that you could fill in somebody else's business or if you have your own business, identifying the talents that you have so then you could lean on somebody else for that skill that you're not as strong at. And in that case, for me, it was selling. I just didn't like to sell. When you get to this point and you start to have this realization of like, oh my gosh, I don't need to be good at everything. I think you know the schooling system did a terrible job for us where they are like, you need to be great at math. You need to be great at English. You need to be, you know, learn economics and government and you need to you know, uh, learn history and you need to be great at all of these classes and be well-rounded. You know, I think it's a bunch of crap, honestly. Um, I think it's really, you know, finding the things you're good at. And so what I've found for me, the things that I, I lean into being, you know, um, good at, or I feel pretty, pretty decent at is, you know, one, I feel like I do a pretty decent job of building teams. I feel like I'm a pretty decent leader. I have a lot of room to grow, but I feel like that's a, a skill that I've, I've grown. I feel I'm pretty decent at, you know, organization and management and, 
you know, infrastructure of how uh, a company should be running the system side, um, not technology. I'm not great at technology, but the system side of the cadence of how an organization should, you know, communicate how an organization can move forward and and how to, you know, move an organization to success. And so, you know, those are a lot of areas I feel pretty strong in. I feel pretty decent in the finance arena, not being able to do QuickBooks or anything like that, but more so being able to analyze finances as, as far as the data that's presented to me and then be able to make strategic decisions to win based off of that information that I'm analyzing. And so the, the reason I'm sharing just some of these examples is, you know, when you can, you know, you get out a piece of paper and you start writing out like where are the strong suits that you have that you have, you know, years of experience or that you have just a more you find that you're just generally more talented in these areas, then you can look at, okay, these are all of my strong suits. And then the things that are weak, you know, as you're building a business, the best thing about, you know, building a business and being a business owner is you can look at these are all the things that I'm super strong at. And then you can, you know, say you write out those things that you're great at on one side of a paper. And then on the other side, writing out what are, where are the areas of opportunity where I'm not as strong. So for me, I would write out on this like sales management. I understand the KPIs, you know, the, the numbers behind sales being successful or not successful. But managing a sales team isn't my, my jam either. So I would have that on the side I'm not as strong at. So sales and sales management. I would say, you know, certain types of marketing, there's a ton of different types of marketing, but maybe certain areas of marketing, like digital marketing, maybe I'm not as strong at. Then I would look at, okay, what else am I not that great at? Well, technology, I'm not so strong at as far as, you know, I can't write code or, you know, do things like that. And so when I start to, and you start to identify, here are the areas I'm strong, here are the areas that I'm weak. And as you're building a business, you can be able to identify what are the things you need help with first. Like for me, when I look at any business that I'm involved in, the areas that I'm strong that I had already mentioned is where I'm going to focus my time. And then the areas that I'm weak are going to be some of the areas I hire out first. Oh, we need to improve the sales process in this company or sales management in this company. I'm going to go hire Rockstar Sales Manager to install into this business. So then I could check that off the list of, okay, that's an area I'm weak. I have a great sales manager. Check the box. An area that I'm weak, maybe it's digital marketing running specific types of ads. I'm not great at that. I'm going to go hire a marketing manager to be able to come in and oversee that and make sure it's performing and check that box. Another area, technology. We need to have integrations and things happen on, on our websites and talk to our CRMs and all these different tools that we use not great at that. I'm going to hire a consultant or I'm going to hire, you know, an internal tech team member to handle those things. Check the box. So what you notice is, you know, as we're talking through this, like I'm really honing in and focusing on my strengths specifically and the areas where I'm not strong, the thing that was stupid that they taught you in school was the areas that you're weak at, you should, you know, you need to spend more time studying and just learn how to be better at them. That's stupid advice, totally garbage. Um, you need to go all in, push the chips in on the areas that you're already naturally talented at and get better and better at that because it's it's easier to go from being good to great than it is to go from being garbage to good. 
to be completely honest, because the things you're already naturally better at, you're going to like doing more anyways. So you're going to get a more, more of a return on your investment of your time and the time that you're investing into being better at the thing that you're already good at to go to the greatness level versus something you're not good at at all and trying to just incrementally improve that. So that's the great thing about business is you can build the teams and you can find talented people to support the gaps that you're not able to fill. And then at the same time, you know, going through an exercise like writing those things out, what you're good at, what you're not, you know, when you're going into an organization, maybe you're going as an uh, introvert and you're you know, going to be a, an employee or a team member for a company, you know the areas that you can fill the gap. Um, or if you're building a company, you know the areas you're going to need to hire first. Because if you're not great at sales, hire that out first. But, you know, if it was the other way around and you were great at sales and maybe you're not as good at operations and organization, you'd probably hire an operations person first instead of sales. So you just kind of, you, you, you look at, you know, all of the skills on the table and then you organize and make decisions based off of that. Now, jumping back to the, you know, conversation, you know, about Pace and I, you know, partnering up, I think the thing that really creates a lot of, you know, success within that is, you know, if you you're maybe newer to following me and you're listening to this and you know you have no idea who Pace is, we're basically polar opposites. We're like I'm you know pretty introverted, but you know and very operations focused and you know very detail oriented thinking. And Pace is you know polar opposite in the sense of like very big visionary, very extroverted, very sales marketing vision excitement you know uh, oriented, and so you know, where we've been at the time of this recording, you know, working together for about five years and the different businesses that we've been building, it's been really interesting because we've been able to continue to compound the successes and and create more businesses, buy businesses and, you know, scale all sorts of companies because we've just really leaned into our strong suits. And so when you're on this journey of really figuring out where you belong it can be hard. And especially as an introvert, you're not, you know, you're typically, if you're like me and someone invites you to a meetup, like I'm the guy who goes to a meetup and I stand in the corner and anxiously wait for it to end so I can go home. I'm not running around and meeting everybody. Like people come up to me, I talk to them and, you know, otherwise it's just like social anxiety and I don't want to talk to anybody. And and not because I don't like people, but I don't like small talk. Like I'm not great at those things unless you want to have a conversation of, hey, I specifically have this question around, you know, how did you scale your business from this point to this point? And who are the key hires? Da, da, da. Like those are conversations that I'm like, yeah, like let's talk about it. I can dive right into that and have a have a fun conversation. But you know, so if that's you in a similar way, keeping in mind and you know, having the encouragement that you can be extremely successful by just being you as an introvert and just being the the you that you've always meant to be and just going in on the things that you're already good at. And so what what I would do, you know, is kind of, you know, really an action item from from this conversation that we're having today is looking at, right? One, what are what are the things that you're great at? Number two, identifying either the companies or people that could maybe support what you're trying to accomplish by, you know, leveraging their strengths and then them leveraging your strengths to be successful together, either creating partnerships or hiring great team members that can support you. And the final thing is, you know, actually taking the time to do this and taking inventory. 
so oftentimes we we can downplay the things that we're good at because that's the that's the neat part or interesting part is we're so good at them naturally that we're just like ah like yeah like i just you know for me i'm like ah i just you know i guess i'm okay at operations and it's just my brain naturally knows how to solve complex critical situations operationally and so i can downplay it as like ah yeah like i can do that you know or versus you know you look at like a professional basketball player right like obviously they practiced and you know they've worked hard for a lot of years and they make you know shooting three point shots look like a breeze and it's simple and it's like for them they're like oh yeah like i you know i just shoot you know 23s a game or whatever it is i don't watch sports so you know i don't know what a good number is honestly but you know the the point is the same is you know oftentimes the things that you're so good at you'll downplay so identify what are the things I'm not so great at? And based off of that information, if you're trying to get a, you know, maybe you're looking for a new job, okay, that's probably, you know, the areas you're great at. Go find a company that's struggling in those areas and integrate into that company. Or if you're building a business and you're stuck in these areas that you're not great at, it means you need to go either hire people to do those things or you need to bring on partners to support those areas of the business. And that's what's going to help you get to that next level and going to help you really create that rocket fuel in whatever you're trying to accomplish is by pouring in on your strengths and then having them do the same thing. So with that being said, make sure, document that process out for what you're great at, what you're not great at, and then go start taking action on it right away. Until next time, we'll see you in the next episode. To access resources from the show, be sure to visit connectwithcody.com. Additionally, connect with me on all social platforms to stay updated on the latest information and resources. 